Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 518th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the PGA Championship up in Rochester, New York over the weekend. It was just spectacular theater throughout the weekend awesome looking course and uh legendary oak hill and uh brooks kepka becomes the first live golfer to win a major uh and an active live golfer i should say and while doing so he secured his fifth major championship that's rare air and as well as his third pga championship which goes along with his two u.s open championships so brooks kapka uh back in the winner circle huge deal let's not forget he uh it was he and john rom on the fi- on sunday at the masters uh, in a duel, and, and Kepka came up short, but uh, he, he certainly, I think, learned a few things yesterday because he put a stranglehold on the tournament, really starting Saturday, and then, uh, you know, won it with some comfort, comfortable, you know, two-stroke lead, uh, heading to the, you know, final holes. So, uh, but it was still great drama. Um, he's uh, uh, yeah, a fascinating, uh, fascinating player in that you know he's been injured for the last couple of years. Nobody, it wasn't really known exactly what was going on. Um, you, you know, specifically with on the injury front, at least I didn't know. Um, and uh, you know, he just kept basically working through it the rehab what have you and uh now it's all you know coming out more and more he kind of opened up about it and uh and it looks like he's back fully back you know again the masters uh he kind of announced he was uh back but it didn't quite work out that sunday but it sure did yesterday and it's great by the way to have the pga in may really enjoy it um 
it just is just a perfect time of year following up the masters it's just a, in my mind a very nice sequence now you have masters in april pga in may u.s open june british open or the open as we call it <clears throat> in july and then that's it for the majors then it kind of rolls into the fedex cup uh so like in the new schedule and uh so it was great stuff. Uh, what wasn't so great was uh, for the players was the rainy Saturday conditions they had to play in. Uh, they played through more than I would have thought they would have played through. It was just, uh, you know, it's, it's not like baseball. Uh, I certainly learned that or was reminded of that. Uh, they just played through it all, and it got heavy at times, very heavy. But it pretty much went on all day until late afternoon. And uh, so, you, you know, uh, after every shot, players were, you know, uh, having to go right under the umbrella at times throughout the day. Of course, a lot of them, Rory McIlroy, and others were wearing their hat backwards, which was a kind of a cool look. I think Justin Thomas as well, and, and many others, because, you know, a brim and a hat and a rainstorm does not work well. Um, so, yeah. So, again, Scotty Scheffler uh, started off strong with a lead or share of the lead, <coughs> excuse me, on Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday was moving day, and that's when Kepka really showed up. And Scheffler, for all his talents, and it just feels like he's in the top five of every single tournament with the chance to win, period. Uh, and uh, Scotty did not have his putting stroke on Saturday. So many near misses. A little up and down on Sunday with a lot of near misses as well. Uh, Bert, what could have been birdies just missed by whatever eighth of an inch it seemed on a couple of the early holes but rebounded and ended up in tied for second with victor hovland and so just a great great tournament just really fun it's so the majors are great to just have them as almost you know background viewing uh, all day for four straight days and i love how at this time of year Basically, they go until dark, 8 o'clock at night, Eastern time. So it's terrific, if not uh, even a little later than 8. Sticking with the PGA, my bizarre story of the week is the instant fame of amateur Michael Block. He literally captured the nation uh, before yesterday, and then yesterday on the final day, he has a hole-in-one playing with Rory McIlroy. Uh, and that, and then to top it all off, he, uh, grinded it out to finish in the top 15, 15th, I believe to guarantee next year he will be participating in next year's PGA. So, uh, he captured the nation, captured the world of golfing, uh, his interview, uh, with Amanda from CBS at the yesterday his emotions showing what i believe was the clubhouse back where he works uh in the southern california area you know just going crazy for him um was just spectacular stuff and he was very emotional i believe his sons one if not both or one or, or two of them were 
playing in the California State High School Championships. Um, so what a weekend uh, for the Block family, of course. And uh, and again, um, he just had a great personality. Uh, and what I think everybody loved about him, certainly I did, was just, uh, you know, he recognized his the moment. Um, and he embraced it and just said all the right things for four straight days uh, of like, you know, he, he kind of couldn't believe it was happening to him. Uh, and yet he played just fabulously consistently and, uh, and was right there on Sunday and in, in the final groupings. And it was just really tremendous theater. It was a real shot in the arm for golf. You tend to see something like this every once in a while from, perhaps an amateur golfer for maybe a day, maybe two tops. You rarely see it for four and you certainly hardly ever see it with, you know, on the final day in the back nine, a hole in one. He didn't even realize he had a hole in one at first. It was Rory who kind of told him his playing partner and then to guarantee his position for next year. Uh, just a fairy tale story all around. My low light of the week is the Celtics last night seemingly quitting in an embarrassing and shocking blowout loss to Miami with basically the season on the line down 3-0 nobody's ever come back from uh, a 3-0 deficit in the history of the NBA I'm sure the optimists up in Boston are thinking of uh, 2004 when game three of against the Yankees uh, the Yankees won. I don't, didn't need to look up the score. 19 to 8. That's Saturday night. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Down 3 0. And uh, the next night, Dave Roberts steals the base. And we know the rest of the story. And uh, I'm sure, <laughs> uh, certainly I was thinking of it. And I'm sure a lot of optimistic Celtic fans were too. But uh, other than that, there's certainly no reason for optimism whatsoever. They were just shellacked. Uh, it was so unacceptable last night's performance that it feels like the immediate future of the entire organization could potentially be changed. And, you know, how are they going to show up for game four? If you can't show up for game three, uh, you, you just can't help but wonder what's going to happen for game four. They're in complete, last night at least, they were in complete, utter disarray. Um, and they're turning Jimmy Butler into a prophet who was just exuding confidence leading into the series that the Heat were ready and they were going to uh, uh, be competitive. Well, they've certainly been a lot more than that, taking the first two in Boston and then last night just literally running the Celtics right out of the gym. It was... Uh, the kind of thing we haven't seen since the Celtics had those down years in the 90s. Uh, certainly haven't seen from this group, but they're a vexing team. You know, you, you just, they win games you think they're going to lose. They lose games you think they're going to win. You certainly had to think they were going to win games one and two up in the garden, at least one of two. Uh, but forget winning and losing. I can't. No Celtic fan, I lived in Boston for decades, could possibly have imagined last night playing out like it did. I mean, it was a desperation game. Again, no one's ever won down 3-0, so therefore, 
the Celtics had to win game three. And the thought of them not showing up and, in effect, quitting once the game was turned into a blowout, which was just a few minutes into the game, by the end of the fourth quarter, or first quarter, excuse me, first quarter, it was obvious uh, there was going to be a blowout. The blowout was on, and it wasn't going to change. It was just screamingly obvious and got worse as the game went along, and uh, nobody, and nobody, not even, I'm guessing, the Miami Heat expected that. I know it was in Miami. They have great crowds there, a lot of energy, but nobody, nobody was thinking that was going to happen. Everybody was expecting that the Celtics would play desperately, given their desperate scenario. Losing the first two at home, going on the road for game three. So it's just uh, going to be fascinating to watch exactly how they're going to come out for game four, and it's tomorrow night. Uh, so we shall see. So now let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com as humans we suffer when we believe we are not good enough we are taught we must be better look better try harder and achieve more we cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness we don't have to live this way you don't have to live this way Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com 
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you, as always, for joining us. And uh, AP, uh, the NFL world and uh, people everywhere uh, had some bad news this past week, just a few days ago, with the passing of Jim Brown. And AP, uh, I'm going to pay him the highest compliment I can pay him uh, as a football player, which is my entire life and I remember him as a kid I remember that 1964 Cleveland Brown championship game um, one of my early memories actually to me see if you agree Jim Brown any discussion of the greatest football player who ever lived it began and ended with Jim Brown and then you went from there talking about who might be the second that's how I've just basically I know I'm not alone that's how I've sort of couched it my entire life. There's Jim Brown, and then there's all the rest, including Tom Brady and everybody else. Um, that's how good he was. Um, so just wanted to run that by you. Sorry to start on a sad note, but the career of Jim Brown on both on the football field and beyond certainly is uh, worthy of a lead story discussion for the two of us. Yeah, John, I would say that you're trying to look at some numbers, but I think, John, you can always look at people who compile numbers throughout their career. But when you say, I'm in the backyard and I'm picking the team, they're not right. my number one choice. But mm-hmm. when you watch Jim Brown play and all his accomplishments and his style and his power and combination of power and speed, you're thinking, that's the player that I want to draft number one on my football team regardless of position regardless of era and regardless of style of play because he was he was so uh, such a force i mean one of the, the stats you could probably look at what he averaged 100 yards per game for his career you read my mind I believe. of all the stats that's the one that jumps <clears throat> out at me i think he's i'm quite sure he's the only one who's ever done that <clears throat> uh, but that's that's the stat yeah. that would jump out at me too um because it's an amazing yeah. stat. It just is. Yeah, it's the level of consistency throughout his entire career. And uh, I think if he wanted to, if he probably, if he carried uh, the ball, I don't know how many more times, John, he probably could have had two, 3,000 more yards. But the game of football under Paul Brown, who he played for for a number of years, right. they were trying to win football games. It wasn't about establishing records. Even he did that as a byproduct of the of the way the Cleveland Browns structured their offense. 
Oh, it wasn't something that they were pursuing to have Jim Brown be the all-time leading rusher and or score the most touchdowns. Anything like, for instance, Jerry Rice, his his touchdown numbers. I don't know if somebody will duplicate that. What is it near two hundred or something like that, John? Oh, yes, he he so far had it. It is one of those records with like DiMaggio's fifty-six game hitting streak that you very. Yeah. Good chance it will never be broken. I know every time we say that, we regret it because it usually right. gets broken, but that one uh, is likely not going to get broken. Right, right. So, I mean, and there are people who were faster. Um, there were people who had as much um, power um, as Jim, you know, or Neural Campbell, somebody like him was, was very close, right? But he oh, yeah. took so many beatings, Earl, Earl, Earl didn't have a chance to... Have the longevity. I mean, he probably played in that similar range of years, eight or nine years, as Jim Brown. But he got beat up so badly that he couldn't continue. But but Jim Brown, he he can. If you wanted him to catch fifty passes out of the backfield, he probably could um, come up with those type of stats. But he was so good oh, between absolutely. the tackles and the, the breakaways. So, I mean, that every every week when you're watching him play the ball, play the game, you know he's going to get it about 20 times, have 100 plus yards. Exactly, and you know he's just simply one of the great athletes in American history. I, I know. Uh, a lot of people always, we, although we didn't see him, Jim Thorpe was always in that conversation. Uh, but Jim Brown is too. I, I learned a couple interesting things I didn't know about Jim Brown. Uh, you know, uh, as everybody was talking about him and with his passing a few days ago, one was that you know we all know he was probably the not only the greatest football player, very likely I think almost by acclamation the greatest lacrosse player ever whoever picked up a stick but then i learned right. only half the story a little bit of the story that, that, that there were two other sports that he played at syracuse where he was dominant uh and the report i saw did not go into detail of what they were but whatever they were they said he was like the best ever at those two sports i haven't had a chance to look it up uh, that'll be homework <laughs> um and, Track and field, John. Decathlete, I oh, believe. Decathlete. Decathlete. That's right. Sorry. Yes. It makes perfect sense. Yes. Track and field. Now you reminded me that I, I did have an awareness of that going way back. Yes. And and, and I think and I, I think he scored over a thousand points in high school in basketball, John. I think. That you know that would not surprise me either. Uh, no, you know, no. no, nothing would. That's the thing about Jim Brown. No. Nothing would surprise you. Um, no. But yeah, uh, and the other thing I learned, you know, we all know he retired at the top of his game um, and ended up uh, acting. Dirty Dozen being his most notable role, and I believe his first role. Um, anyway, he. Uh, what I didn't know exactly was that that's why he ended up retiring in that, I guess, Art Modell, the owner of the Browns at the time, and at that point in time, right. kind of a young owner. Uh, yes. I don't believe he had owned the team for all that long. He basically right. gave Jim Brown an ultimatum and just said, you know, either uh, come back or you're gone, and Jim Brown retired. And I never knew that. Yeah. I knew he retired. Yeah, the hundred dollars a day. Yeah, the hundred dollars yeah. a day, John. That they were going to find him, and he said, "I don't think so." <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Obviously, you did. 
Um, wow. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah. And then we all know he, he went on to, you know, the famous picture from the 60s with Bill Russell, Lou Alcindor, uh, who became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And... Um, Curtis and, yeah. Rowe was in that picture. John John Wooten was in that picture. Um, John Wooten, right? Uh, right. Cassius yeah, Clay. He was a Cassius Clay. Yeah, they were there to support Cassius, Cassius Clay, Clay at the time. And I think that meeting was in Miami. I think that was in Miami, right? I think it was in Miami. AP. Yes, you're right about that. That, um, that photo. So yeah, it was um, definitely a. You know, well, a picture Davis, that will live think, forever was, at the height of the civil yeah, rights movement. Yeah, I think Willie Davis of the Packers was in that photo, the linebacker. Yeah, yeah. And what's distinct from, about the photo? Grambling. That's that's Willie Davis, right? That's Willie Davis. Willie Davis, famous Packer uh, defensive end. Yeah, but yeah. what's notable about the photo is is that, you, you know, it was yeah. Cassius Clay, Lou Alcindor. Obviously, both changed their name, also known as Muhammad Ali and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Bill right. Russell, and Jim Brown. Bill Russell. Uh, and yes, I believe yes. Jim Brown may have put together the meeting to support Cassius Clay I, I, not yeah, going so. into the Army for to go to Vietnam. Yes, um, yes. yes. So, the uh, catalyst yeah. for that meeting. So that tells you a lot. Um, so he was no. a, a, a social justice activist, pioneer, advocate, all of the above apply. I mean, he, he was involved and he was a leader in that uh, movement during the uh, crazy times of the 1960s uh, when I, I was a kid, right. but I remember snippets and uh, the, that's a, certainly more than a snippet that I remember was the <laughs> Cassius Clay being drafted <laughs> by the army. Right. Right. Oh, anyone yeah. who's a, yeah, that was I can't overstate what a big deal that was throughout America right. was and, the topic. Yeah, and supposedly, supposedly everyone who was called uh, agreed to that meeting. No one objected to the meeting. Nobody said no. I, w- I don't want to be photographed or at that meeting. Right, because to you know, it was very, very tied to civil rights. the civil rights movement let's make no mistake about it it was not all about the draft status of of Cassius Clay right Um, right but yeah so it speaks volumes that everybody was nobody said no like you just said and everybody was willing to be out there have their picture taken and uh, be you know and stand for what they believed in um, for what they believed about Cassius Clay and his decision not to go. So, right, right. yeah, I mean, at the end, correct me if I'm wrong, AP, I mean, you, you know, history lesson here, kids, as Tony Kornheiser likes to say, I'm pardon the interruption. Uh, I, I think it went all the way to the Supreme Court, if I remember correctly. The yeah, ruling. I believe so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I believe I'm so. pretty sure, yeah. And I, think it was, I think it was a nine... Was it a nine-zip win, I believe, right? Wasn't it? Very well could have been. I'm not sure. I um, thought it was. No. I, I have it no. Was. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's exactly what it was. Uh, but AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of our first segment. That was a quick one. Uh, we still have a yeah. lot more to get to on the other side. 
so don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America. Variety Channel. This week, Jim and Travel stop by an offshore bull and cow dolphin tournament as they head into the deep gulf for massive grouper with Captain Jack Carlson with two conch sport fishing. Then they'll target sea ducks and whitetails on the coast of Maine and forage for cattail and autumn olive with Daniel Vitalis from Wild Fed. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Wish America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we spent the previous segment talking about Jim Brown, the passing of Jim Brown and... What a historical uh, figure he was, both in football and beyond. Um, And AP, you know, there was uh, a big draft pick, NBA draft over the weekend. When I say big draft pick, I'm talking seven foot five. It's, of course, Victor Wambayama. 
the potential next big thing uh, in all of sports. Far beyond the NBA, uh, he's doing things at seven foot five that many would have not thought humanly possible. And uh, uh, whether it's shooting the three, uh, you name it, for, from that height or doing amazing things underneath. So, the San Antonio Spurs hit the lottery, literally, and I can't think of a better organization for him to go to. Greg Popovich is there. They have uh, championship history and with Tim Duncan, David Robinson. AP have spent a lot of time in San Antonio over the years, and it's a great city, and they love their Spurs, and they, they had quite a party when they won the lottery last week. Oh, yeah, John. I guess the way that I would describe him is we used to discuss players at 6'5 mm-hmm. with those types of skills. Now in 2023, it's 7'5 with the, the uh, b- b- variety and versatility of skills. Yes, and it's amazing to even hear you say or hear anybody say, myself included, the the, the seven put seven foot five. That's just a a showstopper right in and of itself. And I've heard seven foot four, I've heard seven foot six. So let's just settle on seven foot five um, for for, the, for this discussion. What's an inch when you're that height? Uh, right. So yeah, he. I probably. Probably got on my radar radar six eight months ago, you know, and then uh, you know when you hear what he is, and then I saw a couple clips. That's all I needed to see to say, oh boy, uh, next big thing is right, and I don't mean just height. Um, and you know, obviously, as the draft approached in recent months and weeks and days, you know, we got to see more and more of him. He played in a uh, two for two days out in Vegas at some type of whatever tournament camp, whatever. So we got to see him play play a game or two here in the USA. He's already a pro right. in France. He plays in a pro league, has for a couple of years now, I believe. And uh, it's going to be just fascinating to watch. AP, we talked in the first segment about Luau Cinder, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the famous picture with Jim Brown. And, you know, many are saying, you know, they're looking over some pretty good big men and saying, like, Wembayama is the biggest thing since Lou Alcindor. Um, you know, left UCLA to go into the NBA, more importantly. And previous to that, left uh, Power Memorial High School in New York to go to UCLA, 3,000 miles away, play for John Wooden. We all know the rest of the story three straight national championships uh, I think only two losses in his career so that that's what they're comparing him to AP and uh, yeah I mean I knew about Lou Alcindor in high school you know when he was at Power Memorial that's how and we're talking mid 60s so that's how big a deal he was right. <laughs> um, yes Victor oh, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, the, yeah he has that I mean slender with a capital S and all the rest of the letters as well Correct. He has the skills of, of an Al Cinder and then some uh, in this day and age. I mean, the, the game has progressed so much that all these young players, they've grown up watching the taller players be able to dribble and shoot and pass and be on the perimeter right. playing defense. And so they've just expanded the, the depth of, of a range, not only for the shots, but the, but the play. 
Absolutely, yes. It's not just that he can shoot the three-pointer. It's a you know he's a good passer. Uh, he has full body control where he can you, you know uh, do some things with his reach or whatnot, get in position, you know, to get rebounds and stuff like that. You know, block that shots. wouldn't seem block likely, shots. but at seven foot five, block shots exactly. Defense. He plays defense. I mean, he's the total package. Oh. There's no other yeah. reason. To thing to say otherwise from what I've seen, and oh by the way, he also seems you know very likable, uh, intelligent. Seems to know what he wants, and he wants to become one of the great basketball players of all time, which is a pretty good start <laughs> if you're the San Antonio Spurs. Um, it's going to be fun. I mean, no, and he's with the right coach, John, right? in my mind the perfect coach and the perfect organization for the obvious reason they both drafted and developed first David Robinson then uh, Tim Duncan and they won if I'm not mistaken multiple championships I think it might have been five so they know what to do with a good big man and now they have potentially the ultimate big man Um, yes and Something tells me Pop will be uh, bringing in. I, I heard that both David Robinson and Tim Duncan, both quality individuals, just, you know, still live in the San Antonio area. So you have to assume right. they'll be, be sharing everything they know with one by arm. I mean, not, now we're talking a serious trio here, like uh, hanging out at practice or whatever. <laughs> so, yes. so, yeah, he, he just... Yeah. He just seems to have everything just in in order for him to succeed uh, with Popovich, great coach, and two of the greatest big men in history with the type of personality yeah. that I think is perfect to teach him. Yeah, yeah, and one was right-handed and one was left-handed. Mm. That's a very good point. Uh, who knows? Maybe, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how about Wambayama's left-hand skills. I, I believe he's right-handed, but uh, yeah. if David Robinson can add a, a terrific left hand to his game, then he becomes that much more of a force, right? right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to learn from both sides. If he doesn't already have that ambidextrous type of ball game right. know, repertoire, so yeah, that's that's awesome for him. Sure, and there's also another, you know, again, uh, reason why he's in the perfect place. One of the all-time greatest players from France, maybe the best player ever from France, Tony Parker. Uh, Tony Parker, yeah. An absolute star, uh, high of the highest level with the Spurs. Uh, Hall of Fame, and right? Hall of Fame, John. Hall of, definitely a Hall of Famer, like a no-doubter Hall of Famer. And then, you you know, had also one of the greatest players ever from another country, Argentina. And, of course, I'm talking about Manu Ginobili. So my point in saying that is they know how to incorporate players from other countries, clearly. (laughs) I mean, clearly, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. (laughs) Quite well. I don't know that you could give two better examples than those two coming from different countries to star for the Spurs and win championships. Um, I don't think so. Right. Exactly. Um, So it's all very exciting. I mean, I I will say this, AP, if it progresses 
the way we expect it to progress. Uh, if I'm ever in range of, you know, from down in Florida and he's coming to the Spurs are coming to play the Orlando Magic, I am getting a ticket. I'm going out of my way to go see right. him play. And if it's in Boston, same thing. I'll be. Uh, going to the garden, he he is someone, and I'm not alone. Uh, as you would well expect, the San Antonio Spurs season tickets sales spiked, and they were showing some scenes from San Antonio the night of the lottery, people partying. Again, I spent a lot of time out there. They really love their Spurs. It's their only, obviously, their only professional sport. And what right. I believe is now top ten, if not top five, biggest cities in America. So it's a massive area, like. Yeah, yeah, San Antonio, I mean, years ago, I think I remember they were like maybe eighth. I don't know what mm-hmm. they are now. Maybe it's more than eighth. I think they're fifth. I think I heard that. Fifth right now. Randomly yeah. heard that a while back, uh, yeah. just oh. within the past couple months. So, again, there's a <coughs> – uh, it's a massive area, and that doesn't even begin uh, count Austin. Uh, oh. University of Texas – Location, state capital, of course, uh, famous for its music, music scene as well. So Austin's just right up the road. I've made the drive. It's nothing. It's yeah, whatever, yeah. hour, hour and a half. So you right. have all that kind of support. So, but San Antonio in and of itself is a massive population center um, and growing big time. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. AP, it's going to be so much fun. I, I just think that this is uh, – I've always enjoyed, like, next big thing. Growing up in western Pennsylvania, I knew about Dan Marino uh, and a few other quarterbacks when they were in high school, if not before high school, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have always been fascinated with, you know, hearing about these prodigies and seeing if basically they can fulfill their potential. And I find it very fascinating LeBron James was that and has fulfilled his potential, certainly in my estimation, um, yeah. as just one example. And Dan Marino did, too. I think I knew about him when he was in, like, eighth grade or freshman year at Central right. Catholic High School in downtown Pittsburgh at the Oakland section of Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> right. And, and you know true. if you in – your, in your life, right, AP, being down in Alabama? <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would say Julio, Julio Jones. Julio Jones, when I saw there, him, I knew. I go. watched him for 12 seconds. I knew he was the best I ever saw. I love that. You've said cool. that a few times before on the show. I think that's great. And uh, no, so again, I've always had just a fascination. Uh, not everybody makes it. It's not automatic, AP. Been a few prodigies no. out there that did not make it, and some who no. do. So I think Victor Wambayama right. is the next big. Uh, person that's going to fascinate the american sporting public to say the least uh but ap we've come to the end of our second segment together it's been a great one um so why don't we take our final break so have some things to get to on the other side a little birdie told me voice america is on twitter follow us at voice america trn 
Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your health care needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and let me start with the pick of the week for appointment viewing, which is tonight's Los Angeles Lakers-Denver Nuggets game at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and it is uh, standing at 3-0, same as the Celtics Heat, uh, so Denver has a has the opportunity to sweep them out in uh, in Los Angeles. Um, the, the same way that uh, you know that the Heat have a chance to sweep out the Celtics uh, in Miami tomorrow night. So uh, kind of interesting that the Eastern and Western Conference Finals at this moment both stand at 3-0 with sweeps uh, potentially tonight and tomorrow night. I have to give it a shout out here to South Florida. Because not only do we have the Heat, uh, who were the had to play in just to get in the playoffs, uh, had to you know they weren't even in the initial playoff, and Jimmy Butler has been promising uh, that they would play well, and uh, boy was has he been right on, especially him. He's been the best player in the NBA playoffs so far. 
along with probably Jokic. Uh, but anyway, neither here nor there. The Florida uh, Panthers, based in the Miami area, who of course took out the record-setting Boston Bruins coming off their uh, best season, regular season in, in, in hockey history. Uh, the Panthers are also uh, advancing in the playoffs and have a lead on the Carolina Hurricanes. So right now, South Florida is on top of the world, on top of the sporting world. They have the Heat and the Panthers. It's a rare event when you have uh, your hockey and basketball teams both deep in the, both in their conference final rounds at the exact same time. Uh, it's only happened uh, maybe once or twice before, I believe, and it's just a rare event. So, again, South Florida is the sporting capital of the world. Uh, right now, there is no disputing it. Um, it's, it's the classic, where else would you rather be? Um, so, it's uh, just fun to watch. I mean, the Panthers... You know, and I started, of course, in the first segment, uh, started with the PGA Tour and the great uh, PGA Championship over the weekend, but then, of course, moved into the Celtics and their embarrassing performance last night in Miami. Um, So Boston, you know, uh, let's just say this... This spring hasn't gone as expected in Boston. Of course, everybody, uh, at minimum, at minimum, after the Bruins' historic season, were settled in waiting for a deep, long run. There was no guarantee of a Stanley Cup. We all know the President's Cup curse. Best regular season team often doesn't do so well. Um, And now, last night's embarrassment uh, from the Celtics, the worst game we've ever seen this particular group play, meaning Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the rest. Um, but we have AP back on the line with us. And AP, I was just talking uh, about the Celtics, the you know the Lakers. So pretty interesting that both the Nuggets, both conference finals in the NBA, East and West, Denver and Miami, both hold, you know, comfortable 3-0 leads, looking for sweeps tonight in L.A. and tomorrow in Miami. John, this would be the first time for Denver, correct? Correct. 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 That's we exciting. Should it's very exciting, and we should give Denver some love. Uh, you know, we all know that they're out in the mountain time zone, and they don't get as much coverage as others, but, you know, they have a, they had the best regular season, and now they are poised to sweep the Lakers in L.A. tonight. Uh, Jokic yeah, is yeah, amazing. amazing. Yeah, Watching Jokic is nothing short of amazing. He, he, we were talking about Victor Wambayama. Well, Jokic would be a good person for him to study because AP, he, he may, you know, he's arguably the best passing big man of all time, or he's certainly in the conversation for sure. Uh, yeah, very good. Highly skilled. Yes, and he has the quality that I relate most to Kevin McHale, 
formerly of the Celtics, Hall of Famer, of course. Every single time he took a shot, I 100% expected that shot to go in. And, <laughs> and more often than not, it did. And that's exactly right, how I right. feel about Jokic. Every time he shoots, I totally expect it's going to go in, period. Right. You know? Yeah, you have that confidence in him for sure. Yeah. Uh, so he's a great passer. He's a great shooter, great rebounder, enthusiastic. He's a leader. You know, he's all of the above. But AP, as we close the show here, I'm really happy to see Jamal Murray lighting it up again, basically almost single-handedly winning the last two games with his fourth quarter performance in game two, followed by his first quarter performance in game three. Because um, I felt he was disrespected. He was being called this. You know, he had that... He announced his presence at the bubble a couple of years ago. Um, right. And he has had hor- horrible injuries by all accounts. And I just thought, like, he, I've been rooting for him because I felt he, you know, number one, he was injured. Number two, he just, even though when he returned to the court, he wasn't what he was in the bubble. And a lot of people were right. nicknaming him things having to do with the bubble. <laughs> and right. I'm just glad to right. see him. You know, I liked him. Yeah. It was great to watch in the bubble, and now he's doing it again. It's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so that's nice for some type of redemption. And exactly, he's you know he's playing well and healthy, and so you know sports is so difficult. Even if you're healthy, John, never mind having an injury and other things on your mind. So, but it, John, I, I'm wondering what the TV ratings would be for Denver, Miami. I'm, I mean, I know that everyone has looked forward to, let's say. Miami, Los Angeles, Boston, Los Angeles, but how will Denver play into that equation? Because I just think people, they enjoy watching a new team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, AP. And Miami was the longest shot of all. I mean, they've been totally, like, disrespected. Uh, Should be fascinating, and right now it's lining up for that to be the NBA Finals. They both have 3-0 leads. So it's a good point, AP, and something we'll be uh, watching very closely. But AP, we're at the end of the show already. Can't thank you enough for calling in. Great job. Great perspective, as always. Hey, thank you, John. My pleasure. My pleasure. And thanks again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.